Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. Welcome to Impact Cyber Church. You know something? I love the fact that even though I don't get to see you face to face, I love the fact that we get together every week. And I love even more that so many of you are emailing me. So many of you are writing me. Let me say something. So many people post comments on my Facebook page or on my YouTube page. And, and you know, I, I, I spin through those, through those. I'm so grateful for the fact that you're commenting. Don't stop. Man, I appreciate it so much. And, and you know, I'm, I, I, I don't hire somebody to sit there on my, on my uh, YouTube channel, my Facebook page, and pretend like they're me and go, oh, thank you so much. And da 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 da, da. <clears throat> you know. I do, I do scroll through them. I do see them. I do appreciate them. It does, it does encourage me. Uh, so, so we're always glad to hear from you, whether it's a testimony that you send to us or whether it's a comment you put on Facebook or YouTube, always glad to hear from you. But I just want you to know, you're not going to get a superficial response from somebody else pretending to be me. I wish, I, I wish there were enough hours in the day, though, that I could actually personally communicate with everybody. But you know, there's, there's uh, tens of thousands of people who watch this broadcast every week, plus the ones that are, that are coming up you know, afterwards, so it would be impossible. But man, I'm, I know you're there. I read the emails that you send in, and I am so deeply grateful for it. So, so keep letting us know. Let us hear. Look, give us testimonies. As a matter of fact, we're going to be creating a way for you to make video testimonies that you can post our, uh, our website so that we can look at them and, and share them with people. People love knowing what God is doing in your life and how this message is changing them. Because you know something, this is so radical that, that people feel like, does anybody else in the world believe God is this good? Well, <clears throat> yeah, there are millions of people around the world, li literally hundreds of millions of people around the world that are making this journey with you. And it would just be so incredibly great if you had the opportunity to share your testimony or read their testimonies. So we're looking for a way to do that. So keep your ears open because it's, it's, it's going to be coming soon. So anyhow, thanks for being here. Thanks for meeting with me. You know something? <clears throat> People don't say what I'm about to say. The words I'm about to say, nobody actually says these words. But uh, by what they infer, by what they uh, imply, you know this is what they're thinking. See, over the years... And remember, you know, I was thinking about this other day, which, which means, I, you know, I'm either, I, I, I have either somehow compressed time and I'm living in, a, in, in, in something that's not real time or I'm getting old. I don't know, you know, I, I'm not accepting the getting old part. But, but you know something? I've been doing this for nearly half a century. For nearly half a century, I've been sharing. What I started out 45, 46 years ago, calling the good news gospel. And then later on, a friend of mine introduced me to the concept of, of you know, the covenant of peace or the gospel of peace is what it is, the technical name for it, even though it's, it's just the word gospel itself means good news. I've been sharing this for 40-something for, for, for years. And I've been incredibly fortunate to see 
every kind of miracle you can imagine. And here, here's the great thing. The way people experience miracles and healings who are making this journey is not like what you see in traditional religious environments. It doesn't happen because people gather at an altar. There's nothing wrong with this. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. There's a time for it. And, and, and you know, if you can't break through for yourself, man, you want to get with somebody to help you break through. But <clears throat> it's come to the place where nobody seeks God for themselves. They either gather at an altar and they look for somebody who's got the anointing to come down and get them healed, which actually, well, I don't even want to go into how far off base that is. But it's either that or they listen to somebody teach them about a formula. And so when people have tried every formula, whether the formula is getting somebody to lay hands on them or the formula is praying a certain way or saying a certain thing, and it doesn't work at the end of the day, most people blame God. And oh man, that breaks my heart. It, you know, it breaks my heart. It's like, it's like doing family counseling and you've got some kid that the parents love and they're laying their life down to try to give that kid a good future. And, and the kid's unhappy and, and you know, cussing the, the mother and the father, blaming them for all their unhappiness instead of realizing they're the ones that you know, have the issue. Have you tried everything? You ever found yourself that place? You try everything. You did exactly what somebody said to do. And, and, you know, they're, they're the expert. They know, you know, they, they've had a miracle in their life. They've had a heal in their life. And, and let me tell you something. I don't know of many people that have experienced more physical healings than I have. Now, you might say, well, then why are you sick so much? Well, you know what? When you're born with congenital disease, you, you fight battles that other people don't fight. And plus, uh, you know, I've, I've been in automobile accidents. I've had things happen. Uh, I, I, I traveled in missions work and caught things when I was in other countries, all that kind of stuff. But man, I, I can't tell you how many times I have ex experienced phenomenal miracles. I didn't, I'm not saying in every situation that's what happened, but I'm telling you, I have experienced more miracles than most people ever even consider in two or three lifetimes. But I really can't tell you exactly how to get a miracle. I can share with you what I did. But see, the moment I start telling you to do what I did, I'm basically trying to give you a formula. Formulas are what people attempt to use in the absence of an intimate, interactive relationship with God. You see, in an intimate, interact, an intimate interactive relationship with God, you and God are exchanging information in a way that you can grasp what he's saying to you. You can grasp where he's leading you. And, and because you trust him, you walk out and apply the truth of his word the way he is showing you to walk it out in your particular circumstances. Man, listen, I can't tell you the times when I faced life-threatening situations and the only thing that saved my life was hearing the voice of God in my heart with how to walk this situation out. Not like you did it the last time. Not like somebody else told me to do it. Same truth, same scripture, but walking it out in real time because the Lord, my shepherd, was leading me in the path of righteousness of how it should be according to the promises of God. So 
so we find ourselves in this situation where it's like, you know, I'm working the plan. We don't call it for I'm working the plan. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Not working. Well, Jesus taught us when he was teaching us how to establish the kingdom of God in our lives. When he was teaching us how to have heaven on earth before he ever taught us anything about, OK, here's how it works. Here's how, here's what you have to what you have to do. First, he told us a bunch of things not to do. And after telling us some things not to do, then he talked about some relational things that we need to do so that our heart is established in a real relationship and a real trust for God. And we talked last week, if you watched last week, about, about connecting to God as Father. If that connection is not real, then you're always going to struggle with faith because true faith it doesn't start with trying to believe if God can deliver this promise or not. True faith starts with knowing who God is, trusting His character, trusting His nature, and having enough interaction and experience with Him where you absolutely know what to expect, where you absolutely know how to walk with Him, how to hear His voice, how to make this, this journey with Him. And so one of the things that Jesus says in, the, in, the, in what we call the Lord's Prayer, and this is before you actually get into establishing the kingdom, establishing God's perfect will toward you for your life is, it says it this way in the King James, hallowed be thy name. And man, that's religious sounding. How, how many people, how many millions of people a year quote the Lord's Prayer, have no idea what any of it means, and really don't have any faith in their heart, and they violate everything that Jesus said not to do. Don't do this. Don't just, don't just repeat this stuff. Don't, don't just think because you say it a bunch of times, it's going to work. You know, and we violate all these rules. Make it relational. Connect to God as Father. But hallowed be that name. That word hallowed means to sanctify or to make something holy. And if something is holy, then it's not common. And if it's not common, then it means it's set apart for special purpose. And, you know, even, even the Apostle Peter in the, in the New Testament, you know, he says, he says, look, sanctify Christ in your hearts. Sanctify God in your hearts. <clears throat> See, we haven't set God apart in our hearts. We haven't made special the names of God. We haven't made special how God has revealed himself to us. We haven't connected to him as father and, and we haven't made, you know, so mate, I was, I was witnessing one time to a, a, a Jew and I had worked for this, for this Jew for, uh, a, uh, for a few years and I'd known him for a lot of years and, you know, we had a pretty good friendship and, uh, you know, I was sitting down one day just talking to him about the Lord and he said, you know something? He said, one of the reasons I'm willing to listen to you when you, when you talk to me about Jesus is because uh, you make this about knowing God. He said, every Christian I talk to is about Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he said, I'm always wondering, so where is God in this thing about Jesus? And you see, Jesus did not come to be a replacement for God. I mean, he is God as, as part of the Godhead, as part of the Trinity, but he came to reveal to us who the Father was. So so that we could know him as father, so that we could trust him as father, so that, <clears throat> so that we could enter into this intimate relationship with him where or getting your prayers answered, seeing results in your life, having the power of God in your life, uh, 
was all coming out of the strength of you knowing you're a son, knowing you're an heir, knowing you're God, and knowing who your Father God is. <clears throat> but a part of that is to make holy, make special the name of God in, in your life. So, I'd have to ask you this. How many of the names of God do you even know? And I'd have to also have to ask you this. How many of the names of God do you know? And that is a factor in any aspect of your faith, of your prayer life, of how you interpret Scripture. Any, you know, how is, how is the name of God fitting into your life? Let me mention this. If you're watching this by YouTube, be sure to go right now and click a like for this channel because I'm telling you something, this helps thousands of people. And really, you might want to just take an extra step and subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're not watching by YouTube, then be sure and, and go to YouTube and, and like and click and, and repost these and send these other people. We want to help people. We're doing all of this to help people, not to get better ratings. You know, it's not about having more viewers just for the sake of viewers. It's about having more viewers because people need to hear this. People need to know about God. So be sure and take just a few minutes to do that. And let me also say to you, if you're, you know, if, if you're watching these broadcasts, if, if this is a part, if you're using this in a prayer group, in a Bible study, we have thousands of, of home church groups, home Bible studies that are using this for small groups all over the world. Let me, let me encourage you to do something. This year, we want to wipe out all of our property debt. And I've, I've been talking about this for oh, at least the last six months, and I hadn't really pushed it. It's not a big fundraiser drive, but you know we're down to just owing about four hundred and twenty thousand dollars on all of our property. And that, you know what? That's come that's coming down from just a few years ago when it was when it was about three and a half million dollars to uh, about six or eight years ago where we got it down to $1.2 million and then we got it down to 900 and something thousand and then we got it down to 450,000 last year. You see, what we want to do is we want to take every penny that we would put into a building payment and every penny that we put into interest on that building payment into Operation One Billion, into reaching one billion people for the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is one of those things that if you give to it, it's not just going to help us one time because we, we eliminate the remaining debt we have every month. This is going to free up about seven to $10,000 a month. That every month, because of this debt being paid off, will be going directly into helping us change the way the world sees God. You know, sit down today. Go to my website, www.impactministries.com, and... and Send us the most generous gift you can right there online. And I'm going to tell you something. We will, we will eliminate the remainder of the debt that we have, and then we'll use what would have been a building payment going to a finance company, interest rate going to a finance company, going into the world system. We'll use all of that to keep expanding how far we reach in the world. I would really appreciate you. All right, so let's jump back into this thing. Now, <clears throat> God has revealed himself to us by his name. As a matter of fact, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that when you, when, when you start thinking about the names of God, you know, the Bible tells us that, that God has exalted above all else his word and his name. Now, God cannot lie. 
God cannot contradict himself. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, and, and the New Testament talks about how that God's a God of peace. You know, he's not the God of chaos. He's not the God of confusion. You know, the, the, the word evil in most of its uses in, in the Old Testament and, and, and places in the New Testament, the word evil isn't just about something being sinful or vile. It is, what is evil is that which causes distress in our life. Now, just stop and think about it. See, when... When Adam and Eve violated the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and, and one of these days I'm going to be sharing some things with you on that, that the Bible teaches, it's there, it's evident, but honestly we just don't see it because of what religion has told us. But this wasn't saying, I'm just going to decide what is godly and what is vile and wicked. It was saying, I want to use my own intellect, I want to use my own judgment, to decide what will make life good, pleasant, enjoyable, what will be beneficial, what will bring me to peace. And I want to be able to be, to be the one who decides what's going to bring distress and chaos and destruction into my life. And so evil is anything that brings distress into your life. And every word that God has ever spoken he spoke so we would know how to avoid distress. You know, here's something religion's never going to tell you because they don't believe it. God has given us, according to, the, according to His own word, He has given us everything for our pleasure. Everything God's ever said. Everything He's ever said is so that we could avoid chaos and distress. In other words, so that we could avoid evil. Because when you get into chaos and distress, the next step is desperation and temptation, and sin. And so God doesn't want you to. So He's not the God of chaos, distress. He's not the God of testing, tempting, trying, all that kind of stuff. He is a God of love. He is a good God, and He's only good in every single thing that He does for you. He does for your good. And so, and so He's exalted His Word. So he, he, he never lies. There is never a contradiction in the Word of God in one place. And I've never in my entire life had one person show me a contradiction or it seemed like a contradiction in the Word of God that was nothing other than a misinterpretation of that Scripture. That's all. There are no contradictions in the Word of God. There's contradictions in the way we interpret them. There's contradictions in the way we understand them. So God gave us His names and I'll tell you, there's a lot of them. You know, the prayer organizer, which uh, is part of what we're offering you this month, the, the new, uh, newly revised, probably for the third or fourth time, prayer organizer, along with an incredible series called On Earth As It Is In Heaven. Did you know that when, when the Hebrews heard Jesus talk about the kingdom of God, they understood that that, that had to do with your mind, had to do with the way with what you thought had to do with what you believe. And that when Jesus was teaching his disciples about prayer, and this is why this is so important when you want to set new goals, new resolutions, because you're wanting to make your life better. You're wanting to leave the distress and the chaos behind, and the formula's not working. Well, the cure for that is intimacy with God, but sometimes we need help getting there. We need help understanding how to develop that intimacy. But, but I want you to understand something. 
He revealed all of his names to us. And there's eight covenant names of God, but then there's a bunch of other names of God. And we should never have any doctrinal interpretation of the Word of God that contradicts one of those names. By the way, let me just tell you, the series uh, on earth as, as in heaven, this is 12 messages that are anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour long. This is packed with incredible truth, incredible information, incredible insights and instructions for how you can establish the kingdom of God in your life. So be sure right now to go to, go to my website, www.impactministries.com, and get this special limited time offer that we have for On Earth As In Heaven and for the newly revised prayer organizer that's going to walk you step by step through how to have the kind of prayer life that Jesus was talking about to avoid this distress and avoid this chaos and bring your life into what God really wants you to have and sent Jesus for you to have. So <clears throat> can't get any better than that. By the way, in just a few weeks, I'll be announcing the release of my book. Uh, and I don't know if I'm going to call the book On Earth As In Heaven or if I'm going to call the book uh, How To Have Heaven On Earth. But it's going to be available and it's going to go into even more details and more information. The reason this is so important, because if prayer is relational and it's not a formula, then you, I can't give you a formula. I can't say pray this way and this is going to work. I can say, if you know God, here are the things that Jesus said we needed to be sure and have our heart established in so that we could pray this way and it'd be effective. Because you see, you can pray the way Jesus taught you to pray, but if there's not the connection in your heart with God, if there is not uh, this living confidence in who He is and what He's going to do for you, then the real truth is you, you, you're, you're not going to really operate in faith because you're going to be trying to believe for an outcome rather than believe who God is and believe then for the outcome that He's going to bring to you. It's all relational. Anytime you're, work, anytime you're interacting with God, working a formula and trying to, you know, do an end run around a relationship, you're always going to end up in a mess. It's never, ever, ever going to be exactly what you want to be. So he says, sanctify the name of God in your heart. In other words, <clears throat> one of the things that I'm going to teach you to do through the prayer organizer, and I'll go into this in the series, is understanding what some of these names of God really mean and taking you through a process of learning to meditate on these names of God so that you experience them as being real in your life and they become special to you. They become hallowed to you. They become, they become uncommon. They become something that you cherish and that you hold on to. See, this is what the psalmist was talking about over in Psalm 91 when he talked about the benefits of knowing God's name. There, and he's not just talking about knowing it and that you, you can recite it. He's talking about experiencing it, relationally experiencing God's name. Knowing God. You know, that's the same know when it talks about a man knowing his wife. Where, where you 
you bear your heart, God bears his heart, and you experience intimate insights into each other's lives in a way that is just beyond what you can ever get just from reading the Bible or just from, you know, walking around praying. And I'm, I mean, I'm for those things, but man, you want it to be heart to heart. You want it to be this connection. What happens is in the process of, of meditative prayer, is what I like to call it, in the process of meditative prayer, where you're engaging your heart, you're engaging your inner man, you're engaging every capacity you have to see and experience something, the name of God starts becoming special and unique to you. The name of God, Jehovah Rophi, the Lord God, your healer. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who sees and provides. Jehovah Tzidkenu, your, your righteousness, the one who, one who makes you righteous. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord your shepherd, and all the rest of them, the Lord your banner, and uh, you know, the, the Lord who sanctifies. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord your peace. All of these things, they become special in your heart because this shows you who your God is. This helps you understand who your Father is. You know, if you were to walk into the average church and say, how many of you Christians are struggling with taking the name of the Lord in vain? I'll tell you, most people, most people would honestly go, not me. And you'd probably, you probably wouldn't have anybody in most churches that say, oh yeah, I got a real problem with taking the name of the Lord in vain. But, you know, in reality, we're plagued with taking the Lord's name in vain. Because taking the Lord's name in vain, yeah, you don't want to use God's name in association with the curse word. I understand that. But I, I don't really believe that's the full emphasis of taking the Lord's name in vain. You know, the writer of Proverbs said this. He says, Lord, uh, I don't want to be poor, lest I steal. See, poverty, distress leads to temptation, desperation, and sin. But he said, but he said, but I don't want to be rich unless I take your name in vain and say, who is God? See, taking God's name in vain is where we claim to know the name of the Lord, but it, it, hadn't, we, it hadn't been made holy in our heart. It's not something that we embrace as special. It's not something that when we think about it, we experience the grace to live it. That's what we want. We want to be, every time we think about one of the names of God, every time we say one of the names of God, that we internally experience an explosion of grace and inspiration and power to live and move and think and feel what that name means to our lives. And that's where we want to be. See, every time we pray, you know, you know in a, in, listen, in our next broadcast, we're going to be talking about Getting right down to how, how do you actually establish the kingdom of God, the perfect will of God in your life. But I'm just going to tell you, it's just a formula if you haven't started with connecting God as Father and making the name of God holy in your heart. But I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter what your goal is. It doesn't matter what your resolution is. If you can see it as part of what God has promised you through the death, burial, and resurrection of Lord Jesus, and you can see it as something that God desires for you to have, then I got news for you. Jesus, not the Apostle Paul, not the Apostle Peter, not me, not your favorite preacher. Jesus taught us how to move those things from just being in the realm of the heavenly gifts 
to moving them into our lives where they manifest in our heart and then they manifest in the world around us. Nothing better than that. Listen, be sure and share this program with other people. And don't forget, just take two or three seconds at the end of this broadcast and subscribe to uh, my YouTube channel. And I'll be talking to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.